Hey friend, welcome to the Chasing Curiosity with Chelsea podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden, and you can be sure to listen in every Tuesday for messages of inspiration and encouragement to truly chase your curiosity and live the fullest life possible. Thanks so much for being here. Can't wait to get into today's show. Hey, hey, welcome to episode number 19, where we are talking all things habits and mindset with my new friend, Morgan Gillis. Morgan, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. I am so thankful that you invited me onto the show. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Yeah, totally. So it's so funny because we actually met on Instagram maybe gosh, like two or three weeks ago. And I felt like this instant connection with you. And I think it was, I posted something about just being authentic. And I I loved it. You like DM'd me right away with a voice memo, which was so perfect. Yeah, it's just so fun. I'm so happy that you're here on the show. And why don't you just go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about what it is that you do? So I am a a business and habits coach. I work with online millennial entrepreneurs who want to either start or grow their online business. And I do this with a combination of business mindset and habits coaching. And I say habits in capitals because people know me online on Instagram as the habits coach. And I offer one-on-one programs, group masterminds, online courses. And I would say the biggest thing that drives me is just is seeing millennial women truly create the business and the life that they've imagined, you know, a business and a life that's by design. That is the thing that kind of gives me more joy than anything and pretty much drives every decision that I make. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. How did you get into this itself and like starting coaching? That's kind of an interesting, I wonder how far back I should go. (laughs) Should I tell the whole five minute story or what? It's funny, like if we if we go back to high school, there were there were two things in, in high school that I said I never wanted to do. And one of them, the number one thing I never wanted to do was I never wanted to own a business because I was like, Pete, those people are crazy. I'm like, that's so stressful. Like, why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you just go work for a paycheck? It just makes made no sense to me. And the other thing I never wanted to do was I never wanted to be an engineer <laughs> because I just remember physics class and calculus is just too much for me. And then funny story, funny how the universe works. I ended up in engineering and I was, I was like working a, a summer job in engineering and I was, you know, doing well in school and I was in a field in engineering that was so in demand that they were kind of like, hey, if you finish this program, we will pay for you to go through school. When you walk out, you can come work for us and you'll have a great job and, you know, working as an engineer, be making really good money and had it all mapped out, had it all planned out. Everything was great. But then me being me, I was like, I started to question it. And I was like, well, wait a minute, let's project this whole thing forward 5, 10, 15 years. It's like, where are you going to be? Are you happy with that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm not happy with that. It's unfulfilling to me. It's kind of soul sucking. It's like, yo, Morgan, you're climbing a ladder here and you don't even want to get to the top. So why are you climbing this ladder? So I was kind of like, all right. So I called my parents, you know, this is so weird, the A student. That was the last sibling, you know, I was the last person <laughs> um, okay. that, that they thought, you know, was going to drop out of engineering. And I, I called them. I was like, yeah, I'm dropping out of engineering to move to Memphis, Tennessee to follow these guys that I met on YouTube. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. And my parents were like, they're so good. They're like, all right, whatever, cool. If you're happy, we're happy. So packed up my Honda Civic, dropped out of engineering, took all the money I, you know, had from that summer job, moved to, to Memphis, Tennessee. And I started following my passion, which was was at the time was fitness and CrossFit and health and whatever. 
So I started coaching at this CrossFit gym and, you know, long story short, the guys that I moved down there to hang out with, because I'm a true believer that you are the average of the five people you hang out with most, the guys I moved down there with, um, their podcast that they had, you know, the, how I found them on YouTube, which is so funny that like we're both on a podcast right now, but they had moved to California because their business was blowing up and like in a good way. And they were like, hey, you should come with us. So I was like, all right. So I came with them, started as their intern. This is back in 2014. They were growing this online business, which was like pretty new. The podcast scene and like online business was like super new back then. And, and that's where I got my start into like online business. I moved into their social media and their marketing and all this stuff. And I was the the executive assistant for the CEO. So I could see like how this whole business was working and how funnels work and, and you know, websites and landing pages and offers and email sequences and all this stuff. And so I did that for like a year. And then this is where I got into coaching was I started doing health coaching and nutrition coaching because I had, you know, I'd taken lots of courses and I had the online business knowledge. So I started running my online business. And then at some point, kind of by accident, I started running these 21-day morning routine challenges. And what it was first was a way, a nurture sequence, if you will, to, you know, build some know, like, and trust with people and say, hey, I have this coaching if you, if it resonates with you. And it turned into, I really love doing that. And I, I recognized that I could help a lot more people because it was so much more scalable. I totally transitioned away from coaching. And I thought that I was kind of done with coaching and I was running these challenges. And then at one point I was doing no coaching just running these challenges, these online courses and programs and stuff. And it's funny how it all comes full circle because then people started asking me like, well, how are you doing this online business thing? Then they asked me about coaching and now kind of here where it's like, okay, well, now I'm doing the one-on-one the -on -one stuff and, and you know, the, the masterminds and it's all around business stuff. And I've totally just made this weird plot twist pivot thing that, you know, now I'm not doing any health or nutrition coaching, but I'm just solely helping entrepreneurs create a life and business they love. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. It's so crazy. Like, you know, you, pro you probably couldn't have imagined this path for your life. You know, had you planned it out or somebody told you, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. At least Never. for me, I know that that's how it goes, you know, and then where you end up and now that you're here. And I love what you said about these morning routines. I am a huge advocate for morning routines. Like truly, if I wake up on a morning that I don't have time for myself, it just trickles down into the whole day. And it's like, I'm just off kilter, you know? So what are some things in the morning that maybe you can give us like a little brief preview of what you do in your 21 day challenges? Yeah, for sure. So there's lots of different stuff that you can put into a morning routine. But what I teach is, is like, you really want to have three elements. So kind of mind, body, spirit you know, what I teach and what I put in there, and I think I've heard you talk about this in some of your podcasts, is gratitude, being thankful for what you have and looking at the positive and looking at the glass half full. And, you know, there's a ton of scientific benefits to that, but people don't realize like, it also just raises your vibration. And when you raise your vibration like that, you actually start attracting, you know, like attracts like, and you start actually pulling more of those good things into your life. And, that's something that I have people put in there. Another thing is reviewing your goals every single day. And have you ever read the book, Think and Grow Rich? Don't hate me. I haven't. I have it. I know a lot of the principles from it, but I have not read it cover to cover. And it's on my list for this year though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to send you that book. That's something I have like every client who works with me, you know, I have them go through that book. And it's just this principle of like what you focus on is going to expand for you, right? And so if you if you truly want to create this business, and I'm assuming a lot of people that are listening to this are entrepreneurs, 
Yeah, I think we have a lot of entrepreneurs, um, also just, you know, people that kind of want to do this work themselves. They're curious about self-development and, you know, really self-love and everything like that. Okay. So definitely people that kind of want to level up and fulfill their potential. And maybe it's Mm -hmm. through building a business or maybe it's through personal growth or whatever goals that they have. But there's a lot of power in, you know, reviewing that and putting your attention and your focus on it because what you, what you focus on expands. So that's another thing I put in the routine. I put in some reading, either like reading a book or listening to a podcast or an audiobook or something that's going to get your mind on positive thoughts, optimism, you know, start getting wheels turning, thinking about the possibilities. It's almost like a way if you don't have a mentor to somewhat get some mentorship. So very mindset heavy in, in the morning routine for sure. Although I would say like gratitude is a spiritual practice. And then the other two are more like mindset stuff. And then the other thing I teach is just things to to get you into a peak state, right? Because your body is a piece of it as well. So you know, hydration, drinking water as soon as you wake up because you're mildly dehydrated when you wake up. So, you know, energizing yourself with water versus like, you know, reaching for caffeine and are you eating a healthy breakfast? Cause like you wouldn't put crappy fuel in a race car. So if you want to be in a peak state, then you should probably put, you know, good fuel in there and then some movement, you know, a little bit of exercise, but, but really just things to amp up your energy in terms of your mind, your body and your spirit. Oh my God. I love it. That's such a beautiful package. And I love that you said the gratitude is a spiritual aspect of it too, because I think when you put those two words together, the spiritual side of it with gratitude, it resonates deeper. You know, when I hear it, it's like, okay, that's something I can feel from my heart. And I know that when I'm expressing gratitude, it needs to come from my heart and not from my head. You know, it needs to come from within. So awesome, girl. I love this. This is so cool. What is like the favorite part about what you do when you're coaching clients and are you leading like these, these masterminds and online courses? What's some of the favorite parts about it for you? Honestly, favorite part is just watching people grow and watching people expand to levels that they just never really thought were possible for them. When I work with clients, I do, I do like one-on-one you know, sessions, like every week we meet for an hour and, you know, we have a coaching session for whatever is happening for them that day. But I also do, um, do you know what Voxer is? I literally have just heard about this Mm. over the last two weeks. Okay. Okay. Divine time. (laughs) So Voxer is like one of my favorite parts of coaching, but it's kind of like, it's like a walkie talkie app, which is like so two year old. And I just find it so funny that I just get to walkie talkie my clients. But one of them voxered me today, you know, because I had her read and think it grow rich and, you know, getting her mindset in the right place and all this stuff. And she was like, just hearing her talk today, she she set a goal, like an income goal that she just like she just never really ever dared to even set that before. Just never really even dared to believe that that was possible. And just being that person who can be there for someone and truly like hold space for them and, you know, challenge your limiting beliefs and all that stuff, but really be there and hold space for them and see the light in them when they can't see it themselves. And then to have them come full circle and get to the point where they're like, oh, wow. Like, you know, then, then they start to see it for themselves and they start to dream bigger and they start to expand. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Holy crap, this shit actually works. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just so rewarding, you know? And I say like, it's that piece of service above self, I would say, where it's like, like I don't have kids or anything, right? So it's not like, you know, I'm putting them first all the time. It's kind of that a service above self aspect for me, I guess. Oh my God. I love that. I was just talking to a good friend of mine last night, actually, and we were getting into that conversation as well, where it's like, 
it's so beautiful when you have those moments. Like for me, it's maybe somebody sends me a private DM and just, you know, thanking me for being a little bit of light in their day or how something I wrote really resonated with them. And it's like, you know what? It's like, truly for me, it's just, I'm just a mere vessel. Like I am just a reflection of God's work and, you know, just being the light and shining it wherever I can. And removing myself from that in the moment is, it's so powerful, man. Like it is so cool. And that's what fires me up. And just listening to you talk about it and, you know, your clients wins are your wins. Truly. Uh, I love it. I love that you're doing this work. I think it's so freaking fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some questions that you get frequently asked? I think you can probably resonate with this, but people ask, you know, sometimes like, why is a morning routine super important? And, you know, for me, that's how you start your day has a dramatic effect on the momentum or the direction that your day takes. So have you ever heard the quote, if you win the morning, you win the day by Tim Ferriss? Oh yeah. 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 So like, I'm, I'm a huge believer in that, you know, and if, if you can, especially when I'm working with a lot of entrepreneurs, like if you can create some momentum in the beginning of the day, you are going to take that momentum with you through the day. If you can start, you know, structured and organized and productive, you're going to roll with that, you know, all through the day. And if you, it's, it's, it kind of works in the opposite way. If, if you don't start your day like that, if you're all over the place and you're helter skelter and you're reactive versus proactive, a lot of the times, you know, that's going to continue with you. And so it's kind of like if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, that, that saying pretty much implies that you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and your day just kept going in a negative direction. But with a morning routine, you can kind of, allow yourself to consistently wake up on the right side of the bed and in a space that's, you know, structured and organized and energizing your mind, body, and spirit. And you can carry that positive momentum throughout the day. So that's that's one question people ask me for sure. I guess sometimes people ask me, you know, what's the structure of your coaching? And, you know, something I tell them is, you know, I don't have like some cookie cutter, you know, 12-week thing, you know, like you, you are the agenda, you know, the limiting beliefs that you have, the, maybe the self doubts, the lies that you're telling yourself, the stories that you're making up, that really is like the structure of, of coaching. And do I have lots of stuff to give you guys for, you know, building out your funnels and your websites and your, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah, I totally do. But I don't know. Sometimes people ask me like, in terms of your coaching, like, is there a, you know, specific structure you follow? No, it's dependent on you and, and what you need in that moment, you know? Yeah, I'm sure you like definitely have to tailor it around the person and and where they're at in whatever journey they're on too, right? So that makes total sense that you have tools for sure, but the coaching itself is structured around them. Yeah. Like if they're just, you know, if they're just starting their online business, I might be working with someone, you know, and we're working on just, you know, starting to put out content and grow their email list and get confidence on camera and da da da, right? But somebody else might be like we're we're mapping out like funnels and we're figuring out how all their programs link together and, you know, so it's just that's just in the business sense and then but if you're going down the mindset sense, everyone has their own unique like, you know, limiting beliefs or stories or patterns. That's another thing I work on a lot is like patterns. And that's just like I can't make a cookie cutter program because you are different than Sally and Sally is different than, you know, Jenny. So, you know, it's whatever you need in the moment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. And I love that. Like, I love that you mentioned patterns right now. That is something. So I don't know what episodes you may have caught on the podcast before, but 
So I quit drinking in June of last year. And one of the things that's really helped me stick to it is I went back through journal entries and that was the pattern that I noticed. You know, it was the pattern of, well, I, I'm doing okay with drinking. And then it was like, oh, we had a terrible fight. Like me and my husband had a terrible fight or I said something stupid or, you know, what, whatever the case may be, I blacked out. I couldn't remember something, you know, something negative. Right. And then it was like, okay, well, I'm going to do better. I'm going to quit drinking. And then I'd quit for maybe a week or two or whatever, you know, and it wasn't until I really went back and saw that this was something that was continually happening over and over again, that I realized like, holy crap, it's just a pattern. Like all I have to do is just keep going in the direction and take it one day at a time. And then I will change the pattern for something positive. Yeah. You know, I love that you mentioned not only patterns, but you mentioned journaling as well. That journaling is so powerful. Like I do a lot of journaling myself. My mindset coach, she was the one that got me started on journaling. And so obviously now I'm like, you know, I see the the value. And so I'm like, you know, I pass this along to to my clients as well, but it's so powerful, you know, like coaching relationships are really help you to see the patterns, right? But if if you do some journaling, like you can see some of those patterns without a coach. So maybe if you're someone you're like, I don't know, I want to hire a coach yet. Journaling is super powerful because you can see that stuff come up over and over again. And then you, you can bring awareness to it and change it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it has been really great for me. Journaling is just Oh, it's awesome. And I feel like I can use journaling in so many different forms too. You know, in the morning, I love to use it for my gratitudes or just asking questions and, you know, where I need to go and and who I need to speak to today and just kind of let the divine kind of guide me throughout the day in that aspect. And then there's times when I'm going through something difficult or having, you know, some fearful emotions come up. And then I'll sit down and journal that out as well, just to kind of get it all out. What kind of things do you recommend when people journal? So one thing I always share with clients is actually something my, again, my mindset coach taught me, but it's just like this three-step framework. So sometimes these self-doubts or these negative thoughts or limiting beliefs or whatever will come up. And I kind of teach this framework of, okay, identify those thoughts and you'll know when those thoughts are coming up. And let me, let me actually backtrack here for a second. So thoughts lead to feelings feelings lead to actions and then actions lead to results, right? So if you're not getting the results you want, you're probably not taking the actions. And if you're not taking the actions, it's probably because you're not feeling the way you should be feeling. But the way that you can tell that your thoughts are off, because thoughts are sometimes hard to bring awareness to because they're just rolling around in your head. Mm -hmm. But one way to bring awareness to them is when you're feeling negative or stressed or worried or anxious or whatever, those feelings are actually an indication that you are just thinking the wrong thoughts. So that's your trigger of like, hey, okay, I'm not feeling expansive. I'm not feeling energetic and positive and whatever. So I'm thinking something that's not helping me. And then you can bring awareness to the thoughts and say, okay, well, what am I thinking? And if you can just get those thoughts down on paper, if you can journal those out, like the three-step framework is number one, what am I believing to be true? which are like the negative thoughts that are rolling around in your head. If you can get those all on paper, then the second piece of the framework is, okay, is that actually true? Like, am I 100% sure that that's true? And this is the pattern disrupt. And 99% of the time, the answer is no. Then the third question is, okay, what is more true? So that's when you really reframe those thoughts and it goes from you know something that's negative or not serving you to something that's way more empowering and way more positive. And then you can start thinking the right thoughts 
which means you're going to feel the right way. You're going to take the right actions and you're going to get the results you're after. Yes. Fire. That was awesome. I love that. So I love how you just broke it down. I don't think I've ever heard it broken down that way, like from the backwards, like going from your feeling to, okay, well then it must be the action that I'm not taking. And then why? Because of this thought. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause you know, one of the reasons why meditation is so good is because it, it allows you to have more awareness of your thoughts, right? But maybe you aren't, you know, the greatest at meditation or you don't have that practice yet or whatever. I find that, you know, tapping into the feeling piece and being like, oh, okay, interesting. I'm not feeling very good right now. It's kind of like a hack to realize, to bring awareness because you can't change any patterns until you have awareness, which is like what you found when you were journaling, right? You found awareness. Right. Like, oh, there's a pattern. Let me change it. But sometimes getting that awareness is the hard piece. So the hack is kind of like paying attention to your feelings. And when those are off, you're like, "Mm, okay, okay. Something is off here. Yes. Awesome. That is so cool. No, I love that. And I think that that is just such valuable information for the listeners. You know, I'm like over here shaking my head like, yes, yes. I needed to hear that today too, because it's so important. And, you know, just it's a good reminder for me personally, but also, you know, when those closest to me, you know, I feel like me and my marriage, like kind of sets the tone sometimes too, especially because I'm doing more of this work than my husband is at the moment. And, you know, being able to kind of guide him as well help. So I've started to notice that and thank you for just putting it into words, but it's like, he seems off. So I'll start to ask like, well, how are you feeling about that? You know, and my husband's a seven on the Enneagram and sevens are driven for just having like a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and their biggest fear is like missing out. So like total FOMO and they always are looking for something like better opportunities and stuff like that. So definitely not into their feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So, okay. What is, let me know. And the listeners know if you had to start all over with your coaching practice, what is something you would do differently? If I had to start all over with my coaching practice, honestly, (laughs) it's so funny. Like (laughs) I would have hired a coach right off the get-go. <laughs> any any time that I've had like major breakthroughs when I was like really struggling, like really kind of feeling stuck or kind of feeling in my own way or like I was just like couldn't get past a certain point. It's so funny how resistant I always was to hiring a coach. And then the moment I did that, like boom, breakthrough, like you got what you were after. So like when I used to be in into health coaching and nutrition coaching, you know, I wanted to walk the talk first and I wanted to, you know, look the part and have abs and all this stuff. And I was so studied on nutrition and I I knew my stuff, but there were some patterns that I hadn't shifted and I was kind of in my own way and I would kind of self-sabotage and, you know, all that stuff. And finally I was like, you know what, I'm just going to invest and hire a coach. (laughs) And I got that coach and that was the accountability And kind of the kick in the butt that I needed and, you know, the support to follow through and to trust the process when sometimes I would self-sabotage myself because I was like, well, I don't know if this is working or, you know, I just, I just wasn't really trusting the process. And had I just had that belief and I just kept going, I would have been successful, but I really struggled with that piece. And when I hired a nutrition coach, you know, that's when I was able to make a breakthrough and, you know, get the look that I was wanting and, you know, kind of walk the talk and all that stuff. And then I, you know, was, it was much easier for me to, to sign up clients and help other people and all that stuff. So, and this, and the same thing has, has repeated itself with me and hiring 
a mindset coach. And she's kind of like a little bit of a mindset and a business coach as well. But, you know, I was stuck in some patterns where I had been like trying to just stuck in my own way and going around in circles with like overthinking and not taking action and just, I don't know if I can explain it in any better words, but just kind of feeling stuck and stagnant and like I was, you know, in my own way and I had these patterns that I didn't know I had. And finally, again, got a coach and was able to bring awareness to patterns that I just quite frankly didn't see before and just was able to move so much faster. And I truly attribute that like to where I am now, even to be able, being able to do coaching to hiring a coach. It's crazy how many doors that has opened up for me. Oh, I love that. And you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording too, is I feel that that's exactly where I'm at right now too, is, you know, the next step for me, and I've talked about this and I journal about it and pray and, you know, that the right coach will come up for me. But I do feel like there's definitely for me to get to the next level is going to be hiring a coach. And, you know, because I feel like a coach is able to see it from a higher level and kind of get this big overall umbrella view of what you're doing and help you point out the patterns or some limiting beliefs that maybe are way back there that I can't recognize and see for myself. Yeah, I I love that hiring a coach. So that's truly inspirational for me on a personal note and um, something I'm taking to heart for sure. Yeah. And if I could give people like one tip on hiring a coach, I would definitely say that person has to resonate with you. You know, my number one criteria for hiring a coach is like they should be farther ahead than me. You know, like the coach I hired was, you know, she was definitely farther ahead than me. And I really put some skin in the game with that investment. And that really challenged me to like level up. But the other thing was I really resonated with these people. And we were, we had the same philosophy. We had the kind of the same vibes. And you really have to, you have to really resonate with the person that you're hiring. Because if you don't have that trust there, if you don't, if they're not where you want to be kind of thing, if you don't have that trust factor and you don't resonate with them, it's just not going to be the greatest investment. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because, you know, I think it's at first you're kind of dating. So like getting, Mm -hmm. getting a feel for who it is, you know, dating them. And then when you do hire them, it's somewhat of a marriage, you know, and it does make sense that you need to jive like, yeah, for sure. And, and believe in the quality of the work that they're going to do and know that they're going to push you in a way that you're not going to push yourself to. I think for me, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, I I almost need someone to kind of be a hard ass with me, you know, just like that, that hard accountability almost. Yeah. You you really need someone that's going to, number one, ask you good questions. And number two, tell you the things that other people will not say. You have to find somebody who is not there. And it's not that they don't like have all the love and support for you, but that in a sense, they're still not there to be your best friend. They're not there to be a people pleaser. They're there to serve. And there's somebody who will call you out in a loving way because they want to see you succeed. And so you really have to be careful that you, you know, you kind of, you find somebody who's, who's really good at asking great questions and is, is making you see things and lights that you didn't see before, but also somebody who's willing to not be liked in order to, and not that you're, you know, not that you're really not going to be not be liked, but to is really willing to, you know, risk, you know, forego the people pleasing in order to tell you what you need to move forward. I love that. Yeah. That, and that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense, you know, because 
for me anyway, yeah, it's that good swift kick in the ass that we just need sometimes, you know, because we, we won't really do that with ourselves. Yeah. You know, so having somebody that will, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. So what, if any advice do you have for our listeners that, you know, maybe looking to open up a business of their own or start on a new journey when it comes to being an entrepreneur? Oh, I love this question. I love this question. I would honestly say, and, and you know, you've probably heard, I'm sure they've heard this a million times, but honestly, like just start. And the thing that I really want to get across to people is I do a lot of goal setting stuff with people and having them identify like what they want and, you know, why they want it. Cause that's the thing that's truly going to get them out of bed in the morning, you know, dig deep on that kind of like ask yourself why seven times did you get to the bottom of it? And then I you know, help them like kind of craft a plan and like a how for that. But the place that people get hung up the most is they get hung up on the how they get hung up on. I need to know all the steps. I don't have all the pieces. I'm not ready. Da, da, da. It's like, no. The analogy I give is imagine a rock climber. So a rock climber about to climb this mountain, they start at the bottom and they really only have, you know, two things, right? They know where they are and they know where they're going. They can see the end goal. So you got to have that. You got to kind of know where you're going. But, you know, when a rock climber is is climbing this this mountain, they don't know every single step. When they're on the ground, they they put their hand in a handhold and their feet in a foothold and they just start taking the, the next couple steps that they can see. And they get a little higher on the mountain. And when they get higher on the mountain, they have a totally new vantage point. And from that vantage point, they can see all these other routes that are opening up that they couldn't see at the bottom, right? And so they're like, oh, I could go this way or I could go that way or da da. And they make a decision and they move that way. And they climb higher up on the mountain and then they get a new vantage point and there are new opportunities and new avenues and new things that they just never could have seen those, you know, at the bottom of the mountain. And so the thing I try to get across to people is like, you do not, I love this quote by Martin Luther King Jr. I think it's something along the lines of, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. And if I could give anyone any shred of advice, it'd be like, look, just take action and action is going to create momentum and you're going to the rest of the steps on the staircase are going to illuminate themselves. Mic drop. I feel like we could end the whole show right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. And I believe that full, like wholeheartedly, like for me launching the podcast and stuff, mm-hmm. it was like I was talking about it. I talked about it all last year and I'm like, that's it, dude. I, no matter what it's, I'm going to air at least one episode, you know, in 2019. And I did. And my first one literally got accepted and came out on, I think, December 31st. So I got it done. Congrats. Thank you. And it was just, um, you know, but it's like that if I hadn't have just hit record and just put myself out there, then, you know, I probably, you and I may not even be having this conversation right now. And it has opened up a world of new relationships and new learning abilities and just all kinds of crazy goodness. And I, I'm a firm believer in taking action and it it does get difficult. I mean, it can, it can be tricky to remove the wanting to know the how, you know, because I I know that that still trips me up too, like with anything, you know, goals that I have. And it's just like, you know what, just, just keep going, just keep feeling good and doing, doing what feels right in this moment. And it'll be revealed. So thank you for 
analogy. I've never heard it described like that. And it totally painted like the perfect picture. I was sitting here just shaking my head like, oh, yes, yes, I love it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, to your point with the podcast, like there, are, like you said, there are new relationships and new opportunities opening up now that you just, you never would have, if you imagine if you never hit the record button, you would never be where you are now, right? It's like, Ooh, it's totally. like, yeah. could I have ever predicted that, you know, I was going to drop out of engineering and go work for these guys on the podcast and I'd be doing what I'm doing today. I never could have predicted all those steps, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's so crazy. And we don't know. And of course, like, you know, when you look back in hindsight, it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's this beautiful story, but you know, we don't even know what the next chapter or how the next chapter is going to unfold. We just got to keep on going and keep pushing forward. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. This is just brilliant. And I guess my last question for you is what is something you are currently curious about? Something I am currently curious about. I am curious about starting a podcast. That's something for sure. It's not quite the top of my to-do list at the moment, but it will get to the top eventually. <laughs> so I might come to you for some advice on that. And then the, you know, another thing I'm, I mean, I'm not really curious any, I guess anymore to some degree, like I've already started it. It was going to be a planner on Amazon. Now it might actually be like kind of a gratitude sort of self-care journal, but that is something that has been unraveling. And with the current circumstances that actually sort of put a hold on things, cause I was kind of going back and forth with suppliers and, you know, about to be ready to print this and launch it on Amazon, but it's not quite the ideal time to launch a new product on Amazon, especially with the the shipping being delayed and all that stuff. So that is definitely something I'm curious about, but it's sort of on the back burner for, for the moment. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. But that's awesome. So what's the journal and planner? Can you kind of describe what you're working on and how it's going to look? So it was originally going to be sort of a day planner, like something that you'd fill out in the morning and something you'd fill out in the night. Mind you, you know, I did my homework and did my keyword research and I kind of reverse engineered and I there's tools you can use on Amazon to figure out, you know, what's the search volume here? How many people are searching for it? How, you know, heavy is the competition? And just just creating like a, a day planner or a productivity planner because I thought that was pretty in alignment with my morning routine stuff is like a day planner sure. or a productivity planner. But that's like really competitive and I'm like, okay, I'm not that big yet, not the perfect niche to get into. But I found that there's there's really not a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people searching for gratitude journal for women and a lot like uh, not a lot but a decent amount of search volume for, you know, a self-care journal. So, I'm going to go that direction. So, it's definitely going to be something with um you know, some gratitude in, in the morning and in the night, which is part of the morning routine and, and something I do at night as well, but also some self-care stuff. Just, you know, how do you take care of yourself so that you can be productive, so that you can, you know, be in a peak state? Like, you know, are you getting your hydration in? Are you getting your movement in? It, maybe, you know, did you nurture any relationships that day? Like, what are you doing to move your, maybe your career forward or, what are you doing for your soul that day? Th those kind of vibes, but just something to help people draw some awareness to kind of the different buckets of life. So especially for like entrepreneurs, just trying to stay balanced is a struggle sometimes, you know, and just trying to stay balanced in like health, wealth and relationships. And I would say like spirit and soul is kind of a, a main bucket too, but just something to help people kind of habit track and, and just keep track of the things that are keeping their life balanced and in flow. Oh man. That sounds awesome. Well, hopefully after 
all of this is said and done, and I'm praying that it's very soon, I will be on the lookout for your journal and slash planner on Amazon. And please share it with us, you know, when you do come around to getting it out there and getting it launched. And so just let the listeners know, Morgan, where they can find you, how they can learn more if they want to maybe inquire about some one-on-one coaching or some courses that you might have. Where do they find you? For sure. Number one place definitely would be go follow me on Instagram. So follow me at The Habits Coach. And please send me a DM. Like, you know, that's how we met Chelsea, you know, and I really love Instagram. It's my favorite platform for truly creating connections and kind of getting to know a person. And I really do love the DMs, you know, you can really connect with people and get to know people and follow me on Instagram, follow me at the habits coach. I put a ton of value on there. You know, some of the stuff that will maybe call you out on some of your limiting beliefs and just some inspirational stuff and tips here and there for your business. But send me a DM and just, you know, let me know, hey, I was listening to you on the, on the podcast and let's connect and let's start a conversation. I'd just love to get to know people. The other thing I could say is if you are curious about the morning routine stuff and you you see the value in creating an impactful morning routine, is it okay if I drop my website? Of course. Yes, okay. please. So yeah, if you want to check that out, it's 21daysofchallenge.com slash morningmastery. So if you want to check out the morning routine stuff, I will say it used to be a 21-day, used to be a 21-day challenge. Um, but with the current, you know, situation, I was finding that people have a lot more extra time on their hands and they really need like a mindset shift and they really need more productivity and structure and routine, especially people like transitioning to navigating from working from home. So I actually just like last week, I just transitioned it into away from a 21-day challenge and something that people can just take on at their own pace. You could do it in a day if you want or in a week, whatever, but I figured people were needing it now. So if you want to check that out, it's the website still says 21 days of challenge, but it's truly an at-your-own-pace course. So that's the link for that. And yeah, if you just want to if you just want to join in on a, like a, a free, kind of a free challenge, I started this uh, this 21-day, I say hashtag rise up challenge, which was really like a response to the current crisis and what's going on and people just kind of maybe feeling a lot more stress and anxiety and overwhelm and, and just really needing a mindset shift and some better habits. And, you know, I really b- believe that now is a time with extra extra time in your hands to create better habits and to come together as a community to kind of sort of band together and hopefully come out on this, on the other side of this weird time, kind of better than we went in. So if you want to join like a 21 day challenge that will give you like a, a daily, you know, email and a daily video with a daily challenge and some worksheets and resources and just things to kind of level up your habits in this time, you can go to www.21daysofchallenge.com slash rise up. So one of them slash morning mastery and one of them slash rise up. I love it, girl. Thank you so much. This was so valuable for me. I got so much out of it. I'm honored that you're here. I am so grateful that you reached out to me last month on Instagram and the DMs. And I'm just grateful to have a new friend in this space as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. 